Lily, Sasha, Garrick, such a pleasure to be speaking with you. This is one of my favorite shows from the past couple of years. So I do have so many questions to ask. And I'll first throw it to Lily. Uh, without any spoilers here, in episode two, we finally see you sing. And you're a great singer-songwriter. Was that something you lobbied for? Or did the writers just know? Uh, the writers no. like, no. That, that was something they lobbied for. I actually kind of <laughs> got back a little bit on, on it happening. Um, you know, cause I'm, I'm, like you said, I am a singer songwriter. So I, I try to be, I try to be careful about my choices there, but, um, yeah, no, I was really happy that they were also let me in on kind of choosing the songs and, and knowing like, uh, with girl put your records on, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, what can I sing at five in the morning in the middle of the night that I know <laughs> that I can sing. And luckily when they brought that up as an option, I was like, okay, cool. That's right in my pocket. I can do that for sure. But then I actually have one of my own original songs in episode nine of this season, uh, which okay. I'm super psyched about. And it comes out April 12th. Um, it's called the way that it goes and it'll be on all the platforms and everything the same day the show airs. I'm looking forward to that. Now, not the only person who gets to show their skills and talents in this new season. Sasha, we hear you mm -hmm. um, are multilingual. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I was like, I was like, what talent? <laughs> you have so many talents. I consider which one. A talent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm born and raised as a Haitian American, uh, but my parents emigrated and met in Michigan and we've got lots of family in uh, Malden just outside Boston and so I was really excited that I finally get to infuse a bit of Creole speaking language in this character Brit who is also Haitian American and based off of a real Haitian American woman um so yeah uh, <laughs> Oui, oui. I, I don't want to spoil the joke. <laughs> when your ex on the show then pipes in in the language as well. Oh my god, I know. Well done, Charlie. That so wait well a minute. Done. Well that done. was actually like a last minute throw because I was like, now let's think about it, y'all. If we've known each other for so long and yeah. then we got married because we went to school together, all of our uh, uh Sophia's character, Sam, Charlie, excuse me, Joel, it's, I go back and forth. And then Britt, we all went to school together and I was like, y'all gotta know some Creole, right? Like, it has to happen. So we taught him that at the last second and he killed it. He killed <laughs> he it. He did kill it. it. He killed it. It was so great. It was so great. Yeah, I mean, the alternative would be in Wayne's world when Cassandra <laughs> does that long thing and all Wayne can do is zang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so good on Charlie on that end, but I don't yeah. want to leave you out, Garrick. It's a pleasure to be speaking again. Uh, you are impressive in that you have so many jobs going on at the same time. Like you're on this show, you're in that writer's room, there's stand-up going on, etc. For you, are you in the writer's room and on camera in this season as well? Um, no, I am uh, just on camera this season. Um, do you mean the writer's room for Singles Rank Female or just in general? I was under the impression that you did double duty and were also in the writer's room for single drunk female, but this guy's spreading fake news. No, 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 no. Definitely spreading fake news. I'm not in the writer's room for that show. If we get yeah. a season three, yes, Season three. Let's go. Vote for Garrick. I vote for Garrick. Okay, then I'll follow up with a different question for you, Garrick. No, but he is a writer on other things. Sorry, I just like to promote. Yet, <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did you get to enjoy the taco truck at all in that second episode? Um, hmm, I did not. 
unfortunately, I really wanted to, but I did not. And I'm very upset about it because I, you know, I love tacos from LA. So like, yeah. oh boy, I'm still thinking about it. Um, it's a tough I, day. I, it was a tough day. It was a really hard time in my journey, honestly, mm-hmm. me yeah. as a Garrett Bernard, not as James. Um, I feel like I've he had it harder such, than him. He was such a nightmare on set that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, he was just the worst yeah, yeah really if you I, don't get I, that man his tacos you know listen i put it in my writer i put it yeah. in my writer and everybody's just like oh no he doesn't need tacos and i i do i do i he put it in tacos. there for a reason yeah and, and so only was, al pastor oh only oh my god if I, if I get any type of mole or anything like that and if it's if Ooh, it's not a corn tortilla listen any, uh, i'm sorry i'm being a diva <laughs> Then I have a question to break up that tantrum here. So (laughs) New Yorker, this is an ignorant, ignorant question here. But half the shows I watch on television have that Georgia State credit in the credits. Is your show, your Malden, Massachusetts show actually entirely filmed in Georgia or partially in Georgia? Entirely, yeah. Entirely, yeah, entirely we, we filmed the the pilot in Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Um, yeah. but no, yeah, entirely filmed in Georgia. So there's it's good amazing. tacos in Georgia. Is that what you were going to say, Sasha? Uh, Compa- we all live in California. It's hundred percent what I was going to say. So. Gonna say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Georgia has such a versatility. It's crazy how much they can get it to look like. Yeah. The places I've seen, my my family, uh, grandmother, aunts, cousins are all in Malden, which is just a, next door to where we're living in, you know, the show. And uh, it looks really similar. So it's crazy. Well, you all are in demand today. The, the whole media, not just this media, wants to speak with you. So I'm looking forward to the next time. And in the meantime, congratulations on another great season of one of my favorite shows on television. Not just saying that. I'm looking forward to all your future projects. Lily, your music on camera. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me. Now more than ever, great impressive start to a band. Now I'll throw the first one to Tyson. Tyson, how did you first meet Izzy and Scott? Scott, from what I understand, played in the Rejects? Yeah, he still still tours with us. Uh, we've been, you know, we've been together. Scott and I have been together for over a decade now. Uh, he he had a he had an audition for the Rejects to play Keys uh, and a horrible hazing. And <laughs> ten year ten plus years later, he's still uh, he's still with us. And and about you know uh, about honestly, like probably. Uh, another decade um izzy and i have known each other as well we toured uh it was one of scott's first tours wasn't it or did you tour with us after this tour it was after yeah Yeah, oh so shit so i've known i've known izzy actually longer longer yeah izzy um izzy was touring with taking back sunday at the time as a ancillary like hired gun and i and i remember every night sort of seeing this guy that was like i didn't know izzy's endless talent like because he was kind of kept in a cage with Taking Back Sunday because I think there's a guy named Vinny who plays guitar in that band who's like, uh, or am I wrong? It's it's it, 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 it we'll with matter. Vinny for now. Yeah. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're all from Jersey. They're all named Vinny. Uh, no, they're from Long Island, which I'm dialing in. It's getting all the facts wrong. Forgive me. Yeah. Your, name, your name as well is Vinny. Uh, so it's a pleasure to meet you, Vinny. Thank uh, you. No, no. So. So uh, 
so this, you know, years later, all of a sudden, I, I remember we, Izzy and I kept in touch and Scotty and I, of course, lived down the street from one another. And I remember seeing Izzy like musical directing Seal. And I was just like, what the, what the hell is this guy doing? Like this guy, I thought this guy was, you know, kind of rhythm guitar, a little stony, kind of like didn't know, didn't know what his, like where his footing was musically, because all I knew of him was from Taking Back Sunday on the road. And then, you know, I started following him on Instagram and, and just sort of keeping in touch in the LA vibe that we all kind of like uh, swam in. And one day we kind of just basically, uh, Scotty and I started jamming together. And then uh, probably like a year into that process, we were like, well, as much as we don't, you know, I have avoided guitars because he and I are in no way guitarists. Uh, we were like, what about Izzy? You know, Izzy's like on some next level shit. Yeah. Um, and he is like, for those of you guys who don't like even just know Izzy as a, as a guitarist, he's like our generation's, he's, he's like my, to me, like a contemporary, like Satriani Buckethead, man. Like he's like, he's, he's a guitar virtuoso that literally can, can weave in, in and out of worlds. And instead of love bombing him for this entire interview, um, <laughs> Scotty and I, Scotty and I knew he was the right fit because he's singular, um, and I think we needed a voice in this band uh, on that instrument that was that was singular. Yeah, well, you just said a lot right there, and something that you mentioned about how Izzy had worked with Seal. My experience is that music directors generally can do every genre, and I say that because one of my favorite bands, Megadeth, I like watching Whoa. backstage soundcheck footage and you see that they're jamming on jazz and there's obviously nothing jazzy in Megadeth. So when now more than ever it says, hey, we're gonna be in a room and play together, I have to imagine you play the exact opposite of a song like Heels <laughs> Up and Head Over. It's a little fusion-y, right? I mean, yeah, the really what we're, we haven't had too much time to jam. Everything that we would jam would just be us recording or making music or just talking live. And then all of these are just little collections of us hanging out and what would happen. Nice. Um, and until we just played our first show, we didn't really have an opportunity to just sit around and jam because we were either writing something or uh, working on something else or, you know, it started so much earlier than this. But yeah. Now, Scott, uh, lobbing the compliments in your direction, as I promised to Tyson, there will be no less than six compliments in this interview. <laughs> Otherwise, Tyson said he was getting off the line. Yeah. Right. So, so Scott, your credits outside of the rejects and outside of this band are fantastic, and they include Weezer and so forth. But a lot of artists I see related to Crush music. Mm -hmm. How did that connection all happen? Um, an uh, old publisher friend of mine who I think I met through Izzy, he, he was my publisher for, for a while and he knew, um, this guy, Evan over at Crush. And I Evan, just started... uh, Avril Lavigne's former guitar player turned publishing. Wow. You, you really know your stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He used to play guitar for Avril and then now he's like on the business side and killing it, crushing it, if you will, yeah. at Crush Music. Um, yeah. And started sending him a bunch of ideas and then this one song ended up on a Weezer album and then, you know, that opened the door for his other artists like Panic at the Disco, started working with them a bunch and then that opened the door for like other artists and yeah, so just been doing a bunch of studio work and, and producing and writing with a bunch of different people. 
So you're in the orbit with Sam Hollander and Mike Viola? Uh, yeah, I've met those guys and worked like remotely with Sam. Um, yeah, kind of in that orbit. I don't know him super well, though. One day, one day. Well, Tyson, how many songs were actually written for this band and project? Um, I think we probably wrote 12 to 15 for the whole song, for the whole bank. And, um, you know, when we started whittling it down, because Creatrix, uh, our record, is it's a, it's a fast record. It's like 28 minutes of just straight heat. Yeah. And, and we wanted to make sure that there wasn't any, like, the one thing that we, the one reason why we did this and why we approached this project is because we wanted to put an offering that felt like an experience out there, of joy especially, because this was sort of a record that was completely just funneling our love of songwriting and, and what where we kind of started as writers into one um you know one offer uh, one offering so i think the the result for us was it was important for us to weed out anything that didn't feel like it fit the vibe um and and we did that and you got nine straight fluid kind of jams that that kind of tell a story of of us kind of getting to know each other in real time well, today of all days possible, I get the press release that the Rejects are going out for a Big Shed headlining tour. Of all the days that we could be speaking. Of course. Uh, Izzy, are you both on the road for that? Just Scott? What's No, the I don't got to work. I'm going to get to watch these guys. <laughs> well, what Izzy doesn't know is in between, there's a two and a half week. We've already signed week. him up for it. Yeah, yeah, there's a two and a half week break in between the two legs of that tour, and we're just going to go right back through where we came with uh, oh my God. With, with now we'll more than yeah. yeah. Get ready. <laughs> Call the okay. reruns tour. I, I do hope that happens. I just see you live in New York, obviously. Reruns. I love it. I love did, it. Did great. But I have, a, I have a question about Izzy that I'm going to ask to you two. Now, before you came on to this call, I was telling Izzy about a mutual buddy of ours named Ryan Wheeler, who may or may not play with Diamond David Lee Roth and be on the road with Kuko and all these great people. Now, Ryan and Izzy are both what we call meme lords. Their social media game is as impressive as the music and the output on yeah. that end. When he was coming into this project, was that part of the audition at all? Like you checked all the social media? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Izzy, Izzy, we were the yeah. audition for Izzy. Yeah, we, yeah. It was like, can we be a band you play with? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how we... Put it to Izzy. <laughs> That's really funny. It, thank you for giving him credit for being, thank you for giving him his flowers. As they said. Yeah. Well, I think that's compliment number three of six. So then. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, there you go. All right. Got three more. How much time of the day is spent practicing versus curating great social media? Oh, that's, a, that's, that's rough. Um, I should practice ever, but it's all just spent on my phone. But I feel like that gives me the inspiration that I need to make music. Fair. I practice. I practice pretty much my entire like every summer for ten years straight. And then when I was living in LA, I was like, oh, I can like just go and practice other things like music directing or learning 
how to run computers or all this other stuff. And so getting to produce and make, create the music in the band as the kind of outsider and the insiders, that's also like a big part of what I love about this. So you just said when I used to live in LA. So this is a long distance band. No, that's just my brain not working correctly yet. So I, (laughs) I currently live in Los Angeles. Okay, Tyson, you're still in LA. You said Scott lives down the block. So this is a totally LA band. No one had to fly in for the Echo Show. He did. I, he did I, live down the block. Yeah. When we started this band, it was all hunky dory. But now, yeah. now Scott, he lives in Austin, Texas. Now like, I'm in Austin, Texas, y'all. Yeah. Um, but it's still working out. Like he flew in for the show we did at the Echo. Um, and honestly, you know, look at us. We're not sitting with you right now. I don't know what all those pictures are on your wall but it looks beautifully curated and you have some lovely greenery mm-hmm. okay the greenery is the wife the photos now here's a, a little bit of a fun fact as somebody who had a major label deal in the early 2000s tyson you used to do the eight and eight by 11 like promo shots oh yeah i never threw them out so the question is do i put one or two of the rejects photos on the wall one Whoa. or two, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Why not three? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I think you know. Look, I think if you want to brighten up the the uh, the place, sure. But honestly, I think you should probably put it now more than ever a modern one up there. Um, so, something, <laughs> something that's something that says not looking back, but looking forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got two more questions for the band, and then I'm going to let you all roam free and all that, whatever you do on a, on a Monday. <laughs> Okay. The the first question is Heels and Head Over, such an impressive music video. Who is it that went, hey, claymation is it? We want to to put out something that's gonna be time intensive and have to wait for, as opposed to just say everyone in the rehearsal studio lip syncing. I love this question because Heels Up Head Over, that video is is amazing. And it was Izzy's yeah. buddy Justin that did it. And For full uh, name, please. Full name, please. He deserves a he deserves yeah, a, so we got, I don't know how to I don't want to butcher got, his last name yeah, though. No, Say no. it. Justin Berg Justin Burgos. Okay. Um him and I used to play music together and he's gone on to do all these other cool creative things. He's an incredible singer and all these things, but he makes claymation videos and is just a kind of creative force and tyson had been we'd kind of been sitting around talking about ideas for videos and um i just hit record on a on a voice memo and tyson started talking and just went off on all these ideas like vampires and werewolves and they could be in love and they could and just talked for a long time and i sat with justin and i was like i think this might be possible if, in your mind if you can just like see it. And he heard it and he's like, I know exactly what this is. Uh, how long do I got? And just went to work on it. Him and a, a couple other friends, but really he just sat with it and we were like, just let us know when you're done. Like we really gave him control to do whatever he felt creatively and trusted that he understood the vision. And when we were seeing it, it was just like, you did it. That's yes, yes, yes. It was it was really yeah, and I'm glad a treat you said for us. I'm glad you said something about it because I think this is like epitomizes what this band's mission statement is, which is if mm-hmm. you if you look at all of our music videos, we've got like four out now. Um, 
you see you see a band finding themselves the same way they are musically when you listen to Creatrix and 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 what I feel like sets this band apart from anything that I've ever been a part of and I think we collectively have all been a part of is when we started doing the video for Heels Up Head Over that was the first time where we go we got this like we told our management at the time we told uh the distro company whatever we told everybody like well, we're going to allocate this towards our vision instead of like sort of like for 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 Don't Rush, Don't Wait, which is our, the first song we released for this record. We, mm-hmm. we kind of we kind of immediately go went, went into this reversion of how do we let's make a music video for the, you know, let's 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 shave our faces and let's let's do something a little polished and nice. And because that's what that's how you feed the monkey. And and then we we grabbed the monkey and threw it off our back. And now, you know, take us to present day, which we did, you know, starting with Heels Up and then this, the following video for Tragedy. We're like, we're, we're embracing the fact that this is a band that's collecting weirdos um, as their, as their, you know, as the crew on this SS now more than ever. And the, we're, we're steering this thing into the wind and we do not give a shit now. And I think what will be coming from this band um, is a progression that feels handmade even more. I, I, I think authenticity in the music business is the one currency that has been, that has gotten lost to inflation and absolutely um, bursting and begging for just just authenticity, not, not closeness. I feel like we live in a time where, where closeness and getting to know someone is more important than the music they are making for a lot of these for a lot of new artists it's mm-hmm. it's their brand is usurps their music and we're a band who's saying no no remember what it was like when music was bigger than life when musicians were superheroes and when you, the people that were untouchable in your life were the ones that you actually were actually heroes to you and and I'm not saying we want to be. I, I'm not saying we're anyone's heroes. I'm just saying we're we're uh, we're trying to we're trying to keep ourselves precious. Our our personal life is our personal life. But what this band is is bigger than all three of us individually. So that's that's this band's like kind of entire mantra. It's a it's a lot to remember. Hold on to that collecting <laughs> weirdos concept. That collecting weirdos concept actually says a lot, and maybe there's an album title. There's something in the collecting the weirdos. But Ooh. The <laughs> last question I have for you, and we'll throw it at Tyson, but feel free to make this a diatribe and work in Scott and Izzy into it. So I remember one of the first interviews that you did, it might have even been the DreamWorks bio, said that you were so remedial with your United States knowledge that you found your way from Oklahoma to New York using a map from Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, yeah. That true? Oh yeah. Yeah, we didn't have a <laughs> we didn't have a proper we I I guess we didn't feel like we needed one. We're like all the signs point you to New York City. And so <laughs> <laughs> whenever we were getting up into like Philadelphia or like up in Pennsylvania <laughs> like township country, we were like, "Oh shit, we really need to figure out how to get there." And and yeah, we like ate breakfast at a Cracker Barrel, and we were like, okay, this 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 works. That that one. See, look, there's a Cracker Barrel outside of Manhattan. And then, uh, 
<laughs> yep, that was the that was the that was the way. Uh, I think you know, I think touring in a van was the greatest gift to my adolescence for sure. Mm -hmm. Wow, I I'm not going to top that. So, uh, in in closing here, Scott, best place to find you on the socials. What is it? Uh, I guess my name Scott Chesick at Scott Chesick, whatever the thing is. Um, and then our band is. What is it now more than ever? Just now at more now. Than ever band, I think. Nah, nah. I'm sorry, you asked me like the worst question because I'm really <laughs> bad at socials. <laughs> yeah, you're you're busy on your craft now. Izzy can do both. So Izzy, is it Instagram <laughs> or is it the TikTok? Which one is it for you? Uh, I'm just Instagram. I'll maybe see what happens with the TikTokies, but uh, Instagram at Izzy Fontaine. Um, Google, type in Izzy Fontaine. You'll find some weird stuff. Let's go. But good weird stuff. And and I Tyson, hope so. Yeah. And Tyson on tour this summer, playing the sheds. Headline on tour, the top on tour with both bands. We're just doing it all, man. Like this, uh, you know, we're we're yeah, swimming all over the states. Glad to hear that. And how do we best follow you? Is it IMDb? No, it's. Uh... <laughs> Is, is that is that like a slide for making? Is that like you making fun of me for being for acting? No, not it. Not oh, one of my wife. I've movies. never, I've never, I've never had that such a seemingly passive aggressive way of saying. Are you <laughs> Swear to you on the record, Mrs. Paltrow's one of her favorite movies ever is The House Bunny. So when I said I'm talking oh. to the guy from the All American Rejects, oh yeah, I'm more than ever. Yeah. Like who's that? I went House Bunny, and she went really. <laughs> i love it i love it please send her my best um at, yeah at tyson ritter on every social bit of things um yeah that's me thank you gentlemen for your time looking forward to the next new york gig and all everything you do just keep up all the greatness thanks so yeah. much. thanks thank a lot appreciate thanks it man hey freddie can you hear me okay hey Dan. Hey, how's your day going aside from having to talk to media? Because, hey, not everyone loves the media. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, I love, talking, I, mean, I, love, I love talking about myself. <laughs> well, first question I have is, are you Freddy to everybody? Or is it once you like them, you become Fred? No, I hate being called Fred. Okay, so you're Freddy to everyone. Fred, I mean, yeah, for some reason, it's like some people are called Christopher. I hate being called Chris. Well, Freddie, thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Congratulations on your solo album. You know, obviously, I first found out about you from the vaccines, the big albums, love that kind of stuff. But it's really cool to see that you're taking chances with this solo album, that you are working with people outside of your comfort zone, the story of you moving to Mexico outside of your comfort zone. It's really interesting on a lot of levels. Was it as difficult of an album to make as I think it was? Um, I'd say not really. Oh. But I, I found in my like artistic life that the difficulty is the, is the kind of personal life and the personal challenges and the personal journey. Mm -hmm. And if I focus on that, then the art is part of it is just a given. It's like a byproduct. Because um, I've made albums in the past, super challenging to make, and really feel like a 
a massive slog, but also kind of probably in some ways testament to the idea that you you, you cannot, like creativity is not necessarily like a linear thing. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you don't always get out what you put in. Some people put in eight hours practice a day and never really be a great musician. And it's, it's sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it, but um, it was much more of a kind of personal journey and then the music was quite easy. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav, and I don't disappear fast. Because right now, you are watching the Paltrow Cast. Paltrow Cast.